Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I can't believe it's already September. It also happens to be Beyonce's birthday. So if you see Beyonce, make sure you say happy birthday. I have half a voice right now. So if you hear it crack, it's because I just got back from We Met at Camp. It was the weekend of a lifetime. And today's episode is an episode of a lifetime because we have the women from Lady Gang. I've been following their podcast for so long and they're just amazing. So I'm really excited for you to hear from them. Before we get into that, I want to tell you about We Met at Camp. I have to have to give some shout outs to some of the amazing brands that made it possible. Members only provided the jackets, the back, the step and repeat, the uh, T-shirts for Color War, which obviously the green team won. You know it. Uh, We also had I'm just going to I'm just going to like I'm going to name them all because they've been amazing. Break the Love did our tennis clinic and they sent two really cute guys, Moore and Aaron, to lead the tennis. It was epic. Deep River Snacks, Panic Panties, Cure, Drink Element, Liquid Death, Matter of Fact, Tory Gum, Overeasy Foods, Think Jerky, Baromi Tea, Bombas, Kinfield, such necessary bug spray, let me tell you. Kosas, Twice, Bubble, Living Proof for all of the dry shampoo, Tom's Perfect 10 Granola, Bada Bean Snacks, Higher Dose, Con Body, and House Call. By the way, if you haven't heard of these workouts, Con Body is like a prison style workout and it is so much fun. And Sureta was there teaching it and her energy is so amazing. So if you have the chance to do Con Body, you definitely should. House Call is these two amazing girls who I'm obsessed with, Casey and Zoe. They started House Call because they decided that there wasn't anything where like yoga instructors can come to you and teach you yoga. And they're right. And this is amazing. If you are new to yoga, if you're advanced with yoga, House Call is a must. Drink Gia Patron, Grey Goose, I can't speak, guys. Grey Goose, Drink Bev, Hampton Water, Suja, Owl's Brew, Liquid Death, Long Drink, Soonish, Drink Sound, Oak and Eden, Santa Margarita, La Colombe, 
say so, which is like the most amazing little like tea packets basically of like margaritas and other kinds of drinks. And you just put them in alcohol and then that's it. You don't even have to mix the drink. It's amazing. Kula, the best sunscreen in the game. Eat Royo, nut pods. I mean, I hope I'm not forgetting anyone. Basis Bobbles, Sisto Official. I mean, everyone was incredible. I, I can't get over it. And we did it at this camp called Kennybrook. And it's in Monticello, which is like 90 minutes from the city. It's not too bad. They also host like other events. So if you're looking to do an event there, you absolutely should. I mean, what can I say? I had no idea what to expect. I'm not going to lie to you. I was shitting my pants. I was like, what if this like sucks? What if it's like a like a fire festival situation? Like I I really didn't know what to expect. I mean, I had put in so much work to it with Michelle, who's amazing, but I I didn't know. Like I I didn't know. I really didn't. And every single person brought their A game. Everyone was so cute and so open minded. Everyone got there. We had lunch. We did some yoga. We did some activities. The zip line was open. We had some rafts on the lake, some volleyball, which I participated in and my team won, which was epic. I mean, we just had such a good time. Then we had dinner. We had a white party that night. We had a DJ. We had an amazing band called Happy Medium. DJ Casey Jones on the ones and twos. I mean, it was so fun. We did this activity with cards. Serena, uh, my friend Serena Kerrigan had donated Let's Fucking Date. We also used cards from We're Not Really Strangers. And we did this kind of bonding activity on the first night. It was amazing. And we broke everyone into smaller groups to, you know, answer these really tough questions that are really good questions that I might end up using for some of our guests in the future because they were so good and so deep. Everyone really bonded. And then we partied until like 2 a.m. the first night. Then the next day, it was like, go, go, go. We woke up, yoga, con body, tennis clinic, lunch, color war, which was so much fun. It was my team, the green team against Steven's team, the white team. And we really got into it, but I'm not going to lie to you. The green team was obviously better. We crushed it. We were actually losing in uh, tug of war, which is like the activity that is most important to me because I, when I went to sleepaway camp, I won every single year for like whatever team I was on, which obviously had nothing to do with me. I just got lucky, but I was like, I got to keep that momentum going. So I was really nervous when we were losing in tug of war. And then we had an insane epic comeback and we won and the energy was just off the charts. And there were hookups. There were so many hookups. Oh, and I forgot to tell you. And then Saturday night we lost power for like three hours, but it was actually perfect because no one had service. No one was on their phones. We all just had to connect with one another. And there were like at least four couples holding hands. Like people were hooking up. It was amazing. Like there are no rules at camp. It's just like have fun and it's a different world. And it really was that like the energy between everyone was so good. I feel like what made it great was that people had time to get to know each other and there was no pressure. 
it wasn't like you're on a date, like you were at camp, like you were around each other all the time. You got to see each other in different, like in different ways and different elements. Like maybe you saw someone be really good at a sport and then you were more attracted to them or someone was really good at dancing, you know, whatever it was like that was such a thing that really happened. And it was so incredible. We barely slept at all. Like we were never on our phones. There was no downtime. And that's kind of what I love about camp and about these weekends with schedules. It's like, even like bachelorettes, bachelor parties, like it's just so go, go, go. And you know what you're doing. And I feel like we have too much freedom in our normal day to day that we're doing like a million, you know, we're not doing all the things that we could be doing. And we're kind of just like, oh, well, I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to do nothing. Whereas like when you're on the schedule, you're like, oh, I know I have to go to yoga at this time. I know I have to go to zipline at this time. I know it's tennis at this time. And it was just fun. It was just so much fun. The food was amazing. Camp food is so great. And um, we have some more events if you're like, oh, I wish I could have gone. We're definitely going to do it next year. We're going to do a reunion too, which is going to be so much fun in the city. But we're definitely going to do it next year. So you can come to next year's camp. I also have shows coming up really soon. In two weeks, we have LA and SF. And you can find out all the information about those shows at wemetatacme.com under the events section. And then we have a show in Austin in November. We're going to do some more mixers. I think we have one September 29th or 27th, something around then. Um, so I hope that you come. And I think we're, we should get right into it with uh, with Lady Gang. It's going to be a shorter episode today, but it's short and it's very sweet. And then I'm really excited for next week's episode, which is going to be my girls from Celebrity Memoir Book Club. So get ready. And I'm so excited to hear what you think of the girls from Lady Gang. I'll never, ever forget the summer that I got my ears pierced. Like, how could anybody forget that? It was a rite of passage. I had to wait until I was in fourth grade. I was begging my mom for years and years. And then of course we went to Claire's and I was like, was it gonna, is it gonna hurt? Like, is it gonna hurt? That was like the conversation before you got your ears pierced. Like, does it hurt? Does it hurt? And like the cool girls in school would be like, no, it doesn't hurt at all. It feels like this. And then they'd like pinch your arm a little bit. You know what I mean. And right now, like having a piercing is so back. The ultimate cool girl look is a fully loaded and stacked earscape. Like that is just the vibe and you couldn't do it without studs. Studs literally coined the term earscape, by the way. They're the go-to authority for piercings and earrings and can help you curate an earscape based on your own anatomy and style. It's really, really amazing. Studs is reimagining the piercing experience for each and every ear. They have little hoops, which I love. 
They have little like elements that you can put into your hoops, whatever you're into, like moons, astrology, whatever it is. It's incredible. They also do piercing. They pierce with single use needles, never guns. So it's way safer and better, especially for advanced piercings. I don't know what we were doing back in the day, but it was not safe. I'm telling you. Studs earrings are made from high quality materials, which won't turn your skin green. You can keep them on if you want to shower, sleep, workout, whatever it is. They have over 250 styles of hoops, huggies, studs, cuffs, dangles. They also have like individual ones so you can have a different style on each ear. You don't have to match. And right now, Studs is offering our listeners 20% off their first purchase when they go to studs.com slash Acme. That's studs.com slash Acme for 20% off of their first purchase. Go to studs.com slash Acme and get 20% off your first Studs. Fun fact, guys, Maud is one of the first companies that we met at Acme ever partnered with. We partnered with them for their at their pop-up in Brooklyn, and we did one of our first ever live events there. And I love the brand, and I could not be happier that we're partnering with them again. I'm obsessed with their vibe. It's So basically, you're like, what's Maud? Back it up. I will back it up for you. Maud is redefining what sexual wellness and modern intimacy looks like. They create modern, body-safe, and high-quality essentials for before, during, and after sex. So vibrators, lubricants, massage candles. I personally have been using their Vibe. It's literally called Vibe. And it's their original three-speed, USB-charged, powerful flutter tip, external personal massager, aka vibrator. It's amazing. And all of their lubes are incredible. They also have a staycation kit for if you want to bring it on vacation with you and your partner. All of their stuff is amazing. Basically, like if sexual wellness had a name, it would be Mod. I'm not even kidding. One of the coolest things about Mod is that it's female-led Latinx founded company. Their founder, Eva, created Mod for all bodies, all genders, and all races. And Dakota Johnson joined Maude in 2020 as their co-creative director. Hello. That means she's using all these products with Chris Martin, which is really hot. So I want to give you guys a treat from Maude. As our partner, Maude is giving you 15% off your first order on all products with the code ACME. So just head over to getmod.com slash ACME. That's G-E-T-M-A-U-D-E dot com slash ACME and use code ACME to get 15% off your first order. Trust us. You deserve a night in. Check it out. And I can't wait for you to try it. What's up, everyone? I'm Sheena Shea. You may know me from nine seasons of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules, but I'm here to tell you about my podcast called Shenanigans. We talk about everything from reality TV, pop culture, relationships, parenting, and invite you to join the conversations with Q&A sessions where nothing is off the table. There's so much more I want to share with you. Thanks for listening and make sure to subscribe to Shenanigans to stay up to date with new episodes every Friday. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I am so excited to be here with the beautiful ladies of Lady Gang and New York Times bestselling authors of Act Like a Lady and authors of Lady Secrets coming out 
so soon. Hey, girls. Hi. Thanks for having us. Thanks for being on here. I'm so excited. I feel like you guys are just like OG crushing it in the podcast world. And it's just so nice to see your faces. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, we're definitely not crushing it, but we are old. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think the only reason we are crushing it is because we are the OGs. (laughs) We always say that we like captured people before they knew what podcasts were. Like we we hooked them and there were no other options out there. Yes. And now they're stuck with us. <laughs> because they, we're just like part of their routine. They're like, I don't even like this, but like, I guess I'm going to listen to it. I don't like, like I have to. Oh yeah. yeah. I love that. Before we get started, I guess we'll start from left to right. How old are you guys and where are you from? I don't know which left we're going. I guess okay. maybe me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm Jack, 35 from Orange County, live in LA. I'm Becca. I'm 36. I'm from Atlanta and I now live in Austin, Texas. And I'm Kelsey. I'm 21. And I was born in <laughs> yeah, right. uh, Shrewd Park, Alberta, Canada. And I'm actually 40. And now I live in Sherman Oaks. Amazing. And what is everyone's relationship status? I guess now we'll go from right to left. Okay. Well, I've been married. I just celebrated my ninth wedding anniversary in 12 years with my husband, which is wild. That is That's amazing. Congrats. This is Becca. I married. I got married in 2016. So that means I've been married how many years? Seven? No. Math is hard. We're so It'll be six years, I think, in December. I'm pretty sure. Awesome. And then I am engaged. I've been engaged for almost a year. We'll get married at some point whenever I decide to plan a wedding. Nice. Love it. I love the the perfect mix of, of everything. And then how did you guys meet your partners? Like what's the origin story there? And yeah, how did you how did you meet? Tell me. I'm so glad you asked because it's actually a story in Lady Secrets. I've been <laughs> hiding for now 12 years the actual timeline of how it went down that I met my husband. It has to do with the Bachelor franchise. And so I wrote the entire essay in the book. So I'll I'll keep a little secret for people who want to pick up the book. But basically, I met Chris. I was working at Live Nation. He was a manager there. And I met him at the office. He followed me around. I met him in three different cities at three different parties. And I don't remember meeting him at all, which is crazy because he's 6'6". He's like a very memorable guy. (laughs) And I actually was here in Los Angeles. a single and I really wanted to hook up with this hot photographer that also worked in the, in the office. Someone at work was like, are you going to Chris, Chris Knight's birthday? And I was like, That's I don't know. Husband. My husband. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Is hot photographer going to be there? And they're like, yeah. yeah, of course. And I was like, great, I'm going. <laughs> so I went to hook up with hot photog. Hot photog never came. But Chris Knight came across the bar on his 30th birthday, hanging over two women, which then I noticed him. I was like, oh, a douchebag. (laughs) (laughs) And he he was like, he's like, oh my God, Kelsey, I'm so happy you came. I was like, of course, Chris Knight. I know exactly who you are. And he was like, I'm so sorry about your job. I had my job, my show had gotten canceled and no one had told me yet, but they had told the office. So he knew that I was fired before I did and told me at his 30th birthday. So he was mean, hanging on women and tall. And then I was like, oh my God. Sounds like the perfect man. You're my dream man. (laughs) Meanwhile, he's like the kindest human on the planet. And then like three dates later, then I got cast on The Bachelor and I was like, I'm sorry. I I don't know if this is going to work out, but like, I'm definitely going on The Bachelor. So then we broke up and then I went on The Bachelor and then I went off The Bachelor very quickly because I was not great at it and then married Chris. I love that. You can really never judge a book by its cover. I feel like... <laughs> 
often when like we think someone's a douche, they're a nice person. And when we think they're nice, they're probably a douche. There's nothing worse than a secret asshole. And there are a lot of them out there. It's like, you might as well just be like an outright douchebag. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Becca, tell us your story. My husband and I both grew up in Atlanta, but different kind of different suburbs outside of Atlanta. So we didn't know each other growing up, but he ended up going to college with a lot of people that I grew up with. And so I kept hearing them mention his name because he's just a guy that people like, you know? And so I'd go home for the holidays and it was, I was in school up in New York and I would come up for Christmas and my friends would be like, oh yeah, we're all going to go out and Zach Martin's going to be there and so-and-so is going to be there. And I kind of kept seeing him and and running in the same circles, but never really flagged it because I was like, I didn't leave Georgia to end up with a guy from Georgia. Like I I didn't just go to school in New York. I was like, I'm going to be with an investment banker. I'm going to be with (laughs) so, so whatever. So New York, so Mm -hmm. chic, so grown up, like so Carrie Bradshaw. And then I realized I'd already dated all those guys and they were huge douchebags. But through the years, I just kept bumping into Zach at random things, at friends' weddings, at like just stuff. Mm -hmm. And he had always sort of had a crush on me. And I finally got to a point in my life where I was ready to like not physically come home, but I wanted to like come home in the sense of like find that person who felt like home. And I think when you come from a similar place in the world and you, our families are all very much alike and it's very important to us to have a strong family foundation. And he got hotter with age, truly. He really and did. Most <laughs> men do. Most men yes. do. Yeah. And so I just, I was ready for a real man. Like I just wasn't until that point, I wasn't ready. Like I, I could not welcome in the real thing. I needed to fuck around a lot. Mm, yeah. Fair. And we Jack, do. Jack has a great story, but pre that story, she actually went on an accidental date with Josh Jumel, which you wrote about in the book. Yes. No way. Uh, oh, I days. need to read that part. During my single days. So my fiance is a musician and I've actually known him for like 13, 14 years. Back in the day, I started my business. It was like a graphics-based thing, but I was really involved in the music scene. And I don't know if you remember Warp Tour, but I would sell my clothing in a little pop-up tent on the Warp Tour. I would like live on a bus and like bring all my shit around and sell my merch. And that's actually where I met my fiance for the first time when we were like 21 years old. We had an instant connection. We like really, really, really liked each other, but he had a girlfriend at the time. So we could just be friends. We ended up becoming best friends and then toured again with each other in Europe and in Australia a few times and just kept this friendship. But I always had feelings from him. So I cut him out of my life. I dated a lot of douchebags and I like Becca was like, I don't want to date. What was it? Somebody back from home. I'm like, I'm never going to date a musician again. They're all horrible. I've dated so many of them. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to find myself like a real man, like somebody in LA, which is like the biggest mistake ever. (laughs) And I dated every loser in LA, including an accidental date with Josh, Josh Jamel, not with him, but he came on my date, which is even weirder. (laughs) (laughs) Then I ended up getting connected back to Jared, my fiance. He texted me out of the blue. I hadn't talked to him in like five years. And he was like, you up? (laughs) He's like, you want to come to work tour? They were playing a concert. And I went because I was single and pretty much a yes man and doing anything that kind of came my way. And I went, we kind of picked up where we left off and he pursued me really, really hard. Persistence really paid off. So we've been together for a little over four years. I love that. And I feel like a common denominator is like, you don't have to look so crazy, like on the other side of the world, like what you 
want and like need is kind of like right there. Like For if sure. you're Beck and I if were you just very and not that we were against Jared. We what? were anti-musician and we wanted a man with a jet yeah. for us. Yeah. We were like, you know, like, I feel like you're the last chance. We married for love. Like you could go. You got to marry for money. You yeah. Know? Like right. we need a lady gang jet. So now we're, we have our own bus for the tour. So it's Close like, you enough. know what? But I think it's not a jet. It's not a jet. <laughs> and there also is something about kind of like circling back to somebody that knows you. Like I definitely went through a lot of like hard time trying to date new people in LA where everybody had weird ulterior motives, Mm -hmm. but kind of circling back to somebody who knows you sort of at your core Mm -hmm. was very comforting. Yeah. There's definitely something to that. And I have to ask you guys, so this was actually somebody submitted this question, but it's amazing. If one of you was Kim, one of you was Courtney and one of you was Chloe, Mm -hmm. who would be who and why? Oh, wow. This is such a good question. Mm. Okay. Kim, Courtney and Chloe. Uh Oh, I know who I am. Who? Courtney. Really? That's like people who are like, I know who I am, Carrie Bradshaw. No, I mean, <laughs> with the music. No, no, no. Travis Barker. Oh, oh no. I mean, that's mm. the only thing you have in common. Only, well, I don't have anything in common with any of them. I'm trying to I disagree. Things. I disagree. I think that you're very Chloe because Chloe seems to be life the, of the party. She's like the overarching everybody's Friend. Favorite friend, yes. like favorite friend. Courtney's got an edge. That would probably be me. <laughs> She's a little bit cynical. Probably me. Yeah. yeah, a little rude. Probably me. Okay, I see that. Kim is the workhorse. She works. She's doing like eighty-five jobs, going to law school. You know, she's like the real. She's and the other friend. sisters would be nothing without Kim. It's true. I mean, exactly. you're definitely the Kim. You're She's definitely the Kim. Kim. Yes. 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 Well, oh, I the have reason to- behind her success. Thank yeah. you. I. <laughs> I, I like I like to think that I'm the Kim in the work because she does work her butt off and she's she does. always on time. Yeah. I've never had an interview with Kim where she was even one minute late. She's always and it's she's not early either. She's literally walking out. If the interview's at 10, 9.59 and someone is putting the gloss on her, and so she arrives to you at 10, like perfectly on time. She's so punctual, such a hard worker. Like it's it's really, really interesting. So and I do think that Jack, you are like she's a seven on the Enneagram, so she always wants to be at like a thing. Oh, and yeah. I feel like Chloe is mm-hmm. always at a thing. Mm-hmm. I also think Chloe cares the least about, about Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I can see that. But wait, guys, when are your what's what are the zo- the zodiac signs here? So we can really see. Yes, my favorite question. <laughs> I'm a Capricorn, Taurus mm. Moon, Pisces rising. Love that for you. I'm an Aquarius Virgo rising. I have mine written down. I'm a Taurus, Taurus moon, Sagittarius rising, I think. Yeah. Okay. What's your regular? Okay. What's what your are regular? you? So I'm a Libra with a Capricorn moon and a Virgo rising. Oh, whoa. I know there's a lot. It's, it's a, it's a complicated one. Love work. Don't you love obsessed, but I love Capricorns because of my Capricorn moon. So, so that's that we, a vibe. We get along. We vibe. We're, we're vibing. Camp was so much fun, but I'm not going to lie to you. I was really missing my shampoo and conditioner at home. It is not the same at all. And I just, I've been loving my way scalp serum too. I have extensions in my hair, so it's kind of harder to wash in the way that I would if I didn't have extensions. But Waze scalp serum is so amazing. Like I just kind of like massage it into my scalp. I don't even realize day to day how 
mean I am to my scalp, like tight ponytails, tight buns for workouts. And I really, really needed this scalp serum. It helps support the appearance of thicker, healthier hair. It balances and hydrates the scalp and it soothes all the irritation from having tight ponytails, having tangly hair. And what's in it, it's vegan, gluten, and cruelty-free, which is amazing, with 100% recyclable packaging. There are adaptogens inside like Arctic Root, Chaga Mushroom. There's hyaluronic acid for hydration and a healthy barrier. And it's really, really amazing. Plus, their shampoo and conditioner. It smells like heaven. The way to healthy hair starts with the scalp. Shop Way's all new scalp serum by going to theway.com. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Make sure you spell it right and use code ACME to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at theway.com. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com using code ACME. I was so stressed about camp. I was talking to my therapist twice a week minimum. And I could not have done that if I didn't have access to speak to someone 24-7 thanks to Talkspace. If you haven't heard of Talkspace, you can send messages to your dedicated therapist in the Talkspace platform, which allows you to update them on challenges, triumphs you're facing in real time. So you don't have to wait till the next session. You can set goals with your therapist and they hold you accountable and make sure you're really, really progressing. I wholeheartedly recommend Talkspace for therapy. You can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. You can then text, video, or send voice messages if you're you know, too busy to text to your licensed therapist. So it's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions from the comfort of your home. It is so important to prioritize your mental health and your mental wellness every single day because when you work on yourself, you start to see and feel positive changes in all areas of your life. I am telling you, if everybody worked on themselves the way that you know, people should in therapy, the world would be a beautiful place. The long-term effects of therapy can give you the tools to deal with the challenges as they arise in life, strengthen your relationships, and give you a more optimistic outlook on life. Every one of my friends who's in therapy is a major optimist and it's no coincidence. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off of your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com and make sure to use the code ACME to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's code ACME and Talkspace.com. You guys are... In your 30s, same. And people ask me this all the time. What are what's your advice for girls in their 30s? Someone asked specifically late 30s. Sorry, girls in their 20s. And someone asked late 20s. So reflecting back a, a few years, what are you what are you telling to these listeners who are in their late 20s? What you learn as you get older and especially in your 30s is you really stop giving a shit about what anybody else thinks. And I think the more you're growing into yourself and what you actually want, it's a lot easier to just exist, I think, without trying to incorporate what everybody is thinking about you and trying to impress everybody else except for yourself. I think that there is a lot of like growing into yourself that, but that's not advice because I don't know if that's just kind of living life, I guess, yeah. and getting older. 
I have two. Number one is to just like your life is short and you're 20 something, you're 40 before you know it. Take it from me. You're 40 before you know it and done a lot of the things that you're going to do in your life. Now you're in like coast mode. And I think you should set up your life to be in a place where you actually like the job that you're doing. Like we're over the, I have a job that I hate and I have to go there and I'm not anxious about going there. And my boss screams at me. Like, I think that you should mostly like your job. You should mostly like your partner and you should try to work on liking yourself. I walked away from a really high profile job a couple of years ago and everyone was like, my parents were like, what do you mean you're going to podcast full time? And I was like, this is what brings me joy. Like writing this book and going on this book tour and like walking to a Barnes and Noble and being able to see something that we created is like the ultimate joy for me. Do I make the most money? No. Like, is it the shiniest, brightest thing? No, but like, well, I mean, you guys are shiny and bright, but like mm-hmm. it just, it brings, it brings me a lot of joy. And then my second piece of advice to the twenties and thirties is you must use compound interest in your favor. Whatever you're doing, I whatever you're going to say, you must use a condom. I was like, oh, <laughs> that too, that too. But you must, you must save a little money. When I started $25 a month, you must put it away. You must put it in an interest account and you must leave it there. And you will, 40 year old, you will thank you so much for doing that. That's Ooh. all. Did you like yeah. it? Did you like it? it was like vapid and like good advice? Yeah, you really gave us a, 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 full, a full cornucopia yeah. of advice. Full of it, it was juicy. Mine is getting in touch with what really makes you happy. I think there is a lot of feedback that we receive, especially as women, where we chase after things that seem cool and shiny and impressive. But at the end of the day, if at, if you're not happy and fulfilled getting that thing or chasing that thing, there's no point in doing it. You know, like I worked in a lot of different mediums. Like there was theater, there was TV, there's now this podcast thing. And I have to say, like, you get the most attention being on TV, but are you the happiest while you're doing it? Not really. So I wish I could go back in time and like chase a feeling as opposed to a symbol, a status symbol, a job, a person even. Because mm-hmm. it's like, again, going back to the partners, like I, was, I wasn't I was into the person that my husband was on paper because I was like, what are people going to say that I like left Atlanta and then I fucking turned around and dated some and married a guy from Atlanta. How boring. And it's like, well, I'm actually the last one laughing because he's the greatest human on the planet. And all these girls that I lived in New York with would be dying to marry a guy like this. Yeah. So it's like, there's so much emphasis on like other people and what they think about you. And it just doesn't really matter if you're not happy. I also think the twenties are for like, I don't know if we can cuss on this, but for like fucking up. Like in our, your twenties are messy and your twenties are to experiment and to like, find out what you really like. And I think, especially when it comes to dating, like, you know, depending where you live in this country, there might be a lot of your friends that are getting married and settling down very young. Mm -hmm. And I think feeling pressured to do that when you're not ready to do it could be like a big, big, big mistake when you're younger. And my advice, and I'm glad that I did it when I was younger, is I dated so many different people. I found out exactly what I was looking for. And what I thought I was looking for when I was in my 20s is completely different from what I'm looking for now. And I think it takes kind of experimenting and getting to know different people and getting to know yourself and getting to know what works with you to truly find out who you are and then who would make a good match for you, whether that is your partner, your career, or whatever, friends, et cetera. Yeah, that's such a good call. I 
I don't know if this is what you meant by that, but like I used to date guys who were like swaggy, like who just like were cool, like could get into like the club, you know? Yeah. And, and I remember I would like be out with my girlfriends and they'd be talking about like, you know, how their husbands is as a dad or like, you know, whatever. And I would be like, oh, I can't picture so-and-so as a dad. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't even fathom the idea of them as a dad. And then I'm like, oh, maybe it's because I'm choosing these guys who would never be like a good dad would never be things that I actually want in a few years. Um, mm-hmm. Well, also it's like, we chase people that don't want to be with us in our twenties. Well, because mm-hmm. we're not ready to be with somebody yeah. either. Like right, I think exactly. subconsciously picking somebody that probably wouldn't be a long-term goal because you're personally not ready to make that commitment yet either. Definitely. And you do really stupid stuff. When I was in my twenties and I was living in New York city, like I remember loving this I call them guy liner. I, there was a lot of guy liner in my twenties, but oh, like, yeah. I remember <laughs> going to like some stupid club to watch your band. And there's like four people. And then like the next day he was like, do you want to come over? And I was like, sure. And then I took like the subway, like to the last stop oh, some desperate in Brooklyn oh, yeah. and walked my ass from the subway stop. And then not, you couldn't even come meet me at the subway stop. Like, Oh my God, never. I would never do that now for a guy. Yeah, we I would did do it some... for a sale. Yeah. <laughs> we did some crazy shit in our twenties, but that's part of it. That's part of it. And then you get to your thirties and you're like, yeah, I'm done with that. How do you guys feel about dating rules, rules when it comes to dating? I have kind of like a set of rules that I share with my listeners that helped me when dating that, you know, I kind of lightly or more forcefully tell them to (laughs) follow. Um, what do you guys think about rules? Did you follow any rules when dating your partners? Like, don't sleep together on the first date or like, you know, don't get too drunk, whatever it is. What well, what are your rules? Okay. So there are no more than two drinks on a first date. Don't stay on the date for more than two hours. No sex on the first date, but not because I'm not sex positive, just because it's not as fun. It's not as hot. Like there's no buildup, you know, mm. don't initiate texts. Like always, always offer to pay for the date, but not real offer, kind of like a reach yeah. offer. And like, let them kind of lead if they're pursuing you, like, let them say, I love you first. Let them bring up like the big conversations. Will you marry me? Will can we move in together? That kind of stuff. It's pretty, pretty standard. Yeah. Well, I think this is great because Becca and I actually also have a rule that don't text first. And I, to this day, still don't text my husband oh my first. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they will talk for days because he hasn't texted. Yeah. Honestly, I'm same. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. Dating advice. Well, I think, I I actually think what we learned, and this can go back to the book a little bit, like when we were researching and getting all these secrets from our community sent in, I think that like you, you just have to not be ashamed of who you are. Like we had girls that were like pooping their pants on dates and like lot, there's a girl in the book who met a guy in Europe and she was like starting to date him and she was really into him, but she didn't think she was smart enough for him. So she lied and says she spoke Dutch. Something. Some weird language that no one speaks. And okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not Dutch then. It's something else. It was a very like weird language. Obscure. Yeah, obscure. I'll figure it out by the end of this. I'll look it up after when you're talking. So then she ended up marrying the guy. They've been together 17 years now. And the whole family and him still think she speaks this language. <laughs> and so she has been living her whole life like so scared they're going to be at an airport somewhere and someone's going to start speaking the language and her husband's going to be like, oh, Suzanne speaks that language. And she's going to have to be like, muckalaka, muckalaka. So I think what we've learned is like, just be places that you feel comfortable in who you are. Like mm-hmm. if you fake 
who you are to make someone fall in love with you. You're in love with that person forever. So you're going to have to fake that thing for the rest of your life. And that's Perhaps. exhausting. I will look up the language. I think, yeah. it, I think it just depends on the person. Like I've dated with those rules before and it didn't work. And then I've dated being like, fuck the rules. I'm going to do whatever, you know, I feel like in the moment. And that also didn't work. But what I found out that worked for me might not work for somebody else. And I think it's just, you know, Welsh. Welsh. A lot of people say actually Welsh. very sweet. <laughs> Welsh is anyways. <laughs> I think it just depends. If you're more of a like a traditional dater and you want to be courted and yeah. you want like the man to take the lead, then of course follow those rules if that's the type of man you're looking for. If you're a more progressive dater and you want to be equal all the time and whatever, or if you you know feel like you need two drinks before the date to feel loosened up. Or if you want to be completely sober on the date to have your mind completely clear. I just feel like everybody is so different, especially when it comes to dating, but that's why you got to date a lot is to kind of figure out what ends up working for you and makes you feel the most comfortable in that situation. Yeah. For dating and, and like rules, I just felt like I never wanted him to think that he was my only option. Whoever it was. So I wasn't reaching out. I was not initiating seeing him. I was not, he didn't, even if I was literally waiting, like Mm -hmm. pining away, Mm -hmm. waiting, I could never be too eager because we're humans and we are, we are programmed to want something that's a little bit hard to get and a little bit exclusive. Yep. And we want to work for something. And so even still, like, like Kelsey was saying, I don't text my husband incessantly and I don't send him like a million, you know, selfies a day. And I don't, because I want him to know that if, if he <laughs> leaves me, I'm okay. And that's what keeps him there. Cause he's yes. there afraid of the There's fact options. that I could be okay without him. Mm-hmm. And that's hot. That's hot for either sex. I, mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. If I know that like my husband, I always ask him, I'm like, what would you do if I cheated on you? He's like, I'd fucking leave you yeah, and I'd be good. Yeah. I'd go and I'd right. date someone else. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're so hot. No, it but it's hot. so true. And that's another rule. It's like, don't put all your eggs in one basket, especially mm-hmm. after you have that first date and you're like, oh my God, this is the one, like I need to marry this person. That's when you don't put your eggs in his basket. Cause he's going to smell that and just like run. I think another good rule with that is it takes a long time to get to know somebody. So even if you go on this first date or a couple dates in or like a couple months in and you think that is your person, I feel like that is false. And it takes a long time for somebody to prove yourself, to prove to you who the type of person that they are and if they're deserving of your love and if you're deserving of their love as well. So I think that, you know, kind of stopping yourself and taking time to get to know somebody or everybody wants to be loved and jump into something and feel good and warm and cozy. But yeah, it's kind of being realistic. It's the cocaine phase. You have to stay together at least four menstrual cycles before you make a decision about this person (laughs) because then you can have vastly different cycles. And then it's like when you first meet someone, your actual brain is like new, fabulous, amazing. Like you need to wait for the cocaine haze brain, not actual cocaine, but like, you know, when you first meet someone and you're yeah, like, that rush. you have to wait for that to fade until you're like starting to notice their flaws and then deciding to be like, I love that flaw about that mm-hmm. person. Like that's, totally. you, that's the point you have to get to before you're like, it's the guy, you know? Yeah. 100%. I actually saw on TikTok recently, some girl was talking about how she went off birth control for the first time and 
was like, I don't like my husband. <laughs> she was like, oh, no. I never liked my husband and like divorced. I was like, holy shit. Get I it. thought my I side it. effects were crazy. Yeah. Hormones. Wild. Yeah, wild. It. Okay. Last one. Have you guys ever dealt with personal or professional jealousy? I imagine like it's hard being three women who work together, who are also friends. You know, is is that even something that like is conscious? I've definitely experienced it with other people. I think the thing that keeps us from- I guess like there's no one to be jealous of here. <laughs> yeah. no. no, no, no. <laughs> No, it's like, well, first of all, our idea of like making it the three of us could not be more different. Like, it's so crazy that, that we, the things that we value, like getting on the New York times bestseller list for Kelty was like, she could die. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, "Eh, that's cool. I mean, didn't Snooki get on it too? Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, yeah, whatever. Jack is like a TikTok queen and she's living and thriving in her as her best self on TikTok. And like, I just like, I don't know have a kid now. And I just want to find a good balance, you know, like that's really, truly as boring as that sounds like my idea of an amazing, like goal that I'm reaching is, is having success in home and career and figuring that out right now. So we don't really have it with each other. Cause, cause we're kind of like, we're chasing after different things. Yeah. But also collectively, I'm like, well, I want Kelty's thing to take off that she's doing on the side because it's only going to help us here. I want Jack to be the biggest TikTok star selfishly because it's going to help us here in the lady gang. So having like this collective. Yeah. And Becca's a big liar. She is jealous of us. And we (laughs) talked about it on the lady gang podcast just a few weeks ago because I was in Europe and Jack was in Europe when she was at home with a four month old new baby. Yeah, I was pissed. And and this is like, we all want to get to the same place at the end. Like, I think the end goal is all the same, but like Kelty wants to get there so she can have the notoriety. I want to get there so I can go travel the world. And Beck wants to get there to have like a nice, comfortable life. So we all want, we all want the success, but the reasons why differ. And I think that that kind of keeps us in our own lanes. But with other women, I, I think we all have, what's weird is that I've, I've felt my whole life, you can't be a female actress and not feel jealousy. Like if you don't, you're crazy or you're lying. For That's sure. now that, yeah, they're definitely lying. You can't spend your whole life competing against other women mm-hmm. and not feel at least a little bit jealous when somebody gets something that you want. Yeah. But like navigating that has been hard and it literally, there's no trick. There's no key. There's no nothing. It's just the moment I see something that somebody's doing and I wanted that thing or I'm jealous of it, I have to just acknowledge it and say like, that's a bummer. I wish I got that TV show. You know, like I don't, I don't, in my twenties, I wanted her to get hit by a car or like fired because she was terrible. (laughs) I don't want bad things to happen to her, but I'm certainly like bummed out that they didn't happen for me. And that's human. Like that's never going to go away. As long as you care about something, it's okay to have those feelings. Yeah. yeah. I totally. think my therapist always says to me, you have to have compassion with yourself that you're allowed to have big feelings about small things. Mm. So, you know, like right now we are, you know, we're heading out on this big world or cross country tour. World tour, fifteen state cities in in the U.S. and some of the cities are like five tickets away from selling out, and we're a big success. And then there's like New Orleans; it's like forty seven tickets are sold. Like it is the bomb dot com. Okay, like it is so bad in a bad way. Right? It's not the bomb. Right? It's just a bomb. And so, like, I have a lot of big feelings about it. Like, I'm like, I'm looking at other people that are playing that theater, and I'm like, why did she sell out? Why did this podcast sell out? Why? Where are the people? You know, and 
I, I just am pissed. But then at the same time, I'm like, all right. Then I go, I'm like, people are, it's a recession. It's crazy. Like there's so much going on in the world. Why are you so selfish? So then I'm learning to, that I'm allowed to have big feelings about stupid little small things. Mm. Yeah. I you love keep that. Them to yourself. You just keep them to yourself or you share them on a podcast. You share them with your therapist. I love it. Guys, do you have a quote or piece of advice that you could leave us with? Maybe something from the book. Yes. Let me find something. Or maybe go to the end, the, the last sentence of the book or something. Okay. Okay. So yes, this is perfect. Okay. After reading this book, we hope that if nothing else, you'll feel a little better about your own imperfect self. Sex is messy. Motherhood is impossible. Relationships are tricky. Bodies are weird. We are all struggling in one way or another. But if we've learned anything writing this book, we've learned that stumbling through life is a lot easier when you have your ladies by your side. Mm. Oh, that's so cute. I love that, especially because I'm going to a girl's dinner tonight. So I'm going to take that energy with me. Ladies, where can everybody order the book and find you guys on social media? You can get the book from theladygang.com slash books. Yep. You can pre-order. We're also going on tour in September. So you can go grab tickets to 15 cities in the country. And we're going to have a lot of fun. We're playing New York on the day our book comes out September 20th. And you see Gramercy Theater. Yeah. yeah I'm amazing. That's right by my apartment. I think I'm going to have to come if it's not so Hell yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thanks Thank for having you. us. Thanks, Thanks to you. Meet you. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.